Hello and welcome to the Manifest Image. The 20th century marked a change in the arts. No longer waiting to be retrospectively defined by critics and historians, writers such as F.T. Marinetti, Tristan Sara, and Andre Breton took their identities into their own hands. Deliberately coming together to outline their key beliefs into structured art theories, they disseminated these beliefs into a range of artistic manifestos. On this podcast, we explore and evaluate these manifesto-led movements, including the artists behind them and the works they produced. I'm Thomas Greengrass. And I'm Ariel de la Garza. Apologies that this is not the art of noises today. Instead, it's the Exhibitors to the Public, 1912, by Umberto Boccioni, Carlo Cara, Luigi Russolo, Giacomo Balla, and Gino Severini. Uh, the reason it is not the art of noises is we're missing a member. We are missing Aaron. Young Aaron is away, so uh, we have the Exhibitors to the Public to fill in. Yes. Um, which works very well, I think, because there is a slight musical bent to this. There is a little analogy that's used. And it's actually a wonderful tie back into the painter's manifestos. Uh, and this one is by far the most interesting. Yes, I think we've both agreed that this yeah. one's um, it's far superior to the, to the other painting manifestos. And it's amazing. We, uh, If you want to go back uh, once upon a time to when we mm. first did those, uh, we suggest that you do. Um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, the ideas that are pushed forward in this, this is about two, three, two or three years later, mm-hmm. 1912, and they're really starting to take on leaps in terms of their conceptual theory. Instead of just saying, yes, critics are bad, they've now actually, they're tying in what the viewer should experience and, and what it means for art to be art. Now, I want to get onto that later because mm-hmm. they say, oh, why, why won't we? A lot of this uh, manifesto is actually a response. It's, it seems to anticipate objections. Uh, so clearly some sort of things, uh, you know, some criticism had been lurking in the background and they thought they would nip it in the bud. And in doing so, they pushed forward with some great and profound theory. They certainly did. They certainly did. Would you a like little background beforehand. Yes, please. So this is... Uh, I think you said it was in 1912. Apparently, it was in early October 1911. Mm. Um, written, it was written by Boccioni, Umberto Boccioni, who we mm. who we now kn- know very well. I was going to say yeah. know and love, but I don't know and love. Don't know if he was a very lovable man. We um, know that he died, so we always have sympathy for, for that. Did, yeah, oh, uh, all these people are dead. Why did it's... why did futurism, you know, lose its vim mm-hmm. quite early on? Oh, the I mean, war. Yeah, <laughs> never yeah. mind Sam Juan, like uh, uh, Carlo Cara going like, actually, it seems a bit rough, <laughs> all this violence. But then Boccioni dies and they lose a, a major theorist. They lose a major theorist and, yeah. and voice. And um, so he writes it and others ratify it, essentially. But when he died, they really did lose a major voice because this is, this is a, a wonderful manifesto. And I think to, to start us off... Um, well, let's see, it was a, a big... Essentially, this text is a, um, a prelude to an exhibition. Mm. Um, it's accompanied, right? It accompanied many many very important works, and several very important paintings are, are referenced in, in this text. Um, and it's worth noting, actually, because uh, from one of the uh, uh, translations that we've got... Um, uh, I'll just quote it. All the ideas contained in this preface, supposedly originally conceived as a preface, were developed at length in the lecture on futurist painting delivered by the painter Boccioni at the Soculo Internazionale Artistico at Rome on the 29th of May 1911. 
alas, nothing remains of that lecture apart from perhaps mm. a single page. Um, so we've we've lost that and also lost quite a few phrases. He comes up with this phrase, uh, physical transcendentalism. No, who knows what that as, meant? I know. It's yeah. only referenced also in another manifesto, the technical manifesto on future sculpture, but he doesn't give a lot mm-hmm. there either. But yeah, so this translation is from the exhibition catalogue uh, 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 that was uh, then given uh, as part of the English version. They, they've had this uh, French exhibition and now it's moving to London. And mm-hmm. that's when it's sort of being given out and distributed. This exactly. is from the Sackville Gallery, London, March 1912. And among these paintings that are, are here are mm. States of Mind. Yes. Um, and maybe the uh, Galley, the anarchist. Yeah, probably. This? probably. Probably. I mean, there's, it's, it going seems, to, it's going to be heavy. There's going to be a lot of people seems, involved with it. Yeah, but it seems that there's there's something, um, there's a reference to that painting we might as get well, Profumo, the Anarchist Galley. Yeah. Maybe. So, I wanted to read something to, to get us started. Please do. The public must also be, well, it is, it is practically impossible to express in words the essential values of painting. The public must also be convinced that in order to understand aesthetic sensations, to which one is not accustomed, it is necessary to forget entirely one's intellectual culture, not in order to assimilate the work of art, but to deliver oneself up to, the, to, it, to it heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's a great selection because one of the major questions that uh, you have to begin with when looking at this is why is it written? Why is it written? Okay, because uh, on the one hand, it does begin with the typical futurist bravado. We may declare without boasting, subtle, uh, that the first exhibition of Italian futurist painting recently held in Paris and now brought to London is the most important exhibition of Italian painting which has hitherto been offered to the judgment of Europe. But we are young and our art is violently revolutionary. Very humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got that. You know it. We've got that on the one hand, but then it really starts to move into territory that is is brand new uh, in terms of uh, uh, futurist conceptual vocabulary. Uh, you really do. They, they start to distinguish themselves from impressionists. They say, mm-hmm. this is why I said that it anticipates certain objections and, and, and tries to respond to them before they're even directed at them. I say, no, no, there are good reasons why we're different from these academicians. Mm -hmm. And there are also good reasons why we're not to be confused with people like the Impressionists, like the Cubists. We have different things. And we're also, you know, we're not going to fall into these same traps. But then also, from that bit, they start to mention uh, how people should look at their works of art. So we have, that's why the context, Mm -hmm. I think, is so important. It uh, It is to do with an exhibition. And they're saying that... That bit that you read out is, how do you respond? How do you respond to these? How do you take them in? Mm-hmm. They think that, okay, it's not so good that people don't really know how to look at them. But do you learn how to look at them, these futurist paintings, by giving futurist vocabulary? We talk about force lines. You yeah. talk about um, uh, uh, futurist uh, uh, or futuristic uh, primitivism, which are all concepts that they use in this. And yet, no, that's not what they say. No, I think it, what what I see them emphasizing here above all is a a total lack of intellectualism in how to approach futurist work and in how to almost almost create it also. Um they they don't seem to want 
any belaboring over allegories or hidden meanings or they want you to be struck by a sensation. They do. Yeah. And to, to let yourself be affected by the sensation. Um, which is which is very interesting. It's it's not. It's 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 usually that's not what you want a manifest. I mean, usually you want your manifestos to convey these, I guess, ideological points. And whilst other futurist manifestos do, it seems to me that the main point here is is them really telling you to to just feel it. You know. Yeah. But it's almost self-defeating. Why mm-hmm. bother writing the manifesto? Because, you know... You, if, if that's all you want. You, you consider yeah. the viewer. It's even called the exhibitors to the public. And, you know, it looks at the question of how should a public be primed? Okay, we're going to be doing new things. I'm going to give you a little bit of a warning. And I'll give you a few of the concepts. It's a bit like, okay, I'm going to be teaching you... Uh, like, saying some jokes in a new language. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you some of the translations ahead of time. So you can then get it. They do that. They seem to do that. And yet they say, well, actually, the best way to look at any of these works in this exhibition is not to actually take on these ideas. It's actually to just go there and almost sort of surrender. Forget all your preconceptions about the old art history and art terms. Just go there almost with naivety uh, and and, uh, humility and just look. And if we've done our job correctly, Mm -hmm. then you should be suckered into this painting. You should actually be taken in. And, and this is where, it, this is why. To an immediate sensation. No? Yes, yeah. to an immediate sensation. Um, and there is this uh, uh, notion that the painting isn't quite complete until you actually look at it. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is when it starts to get complicated with the physical transcendentalism which Boccioni coins. Uh, he, he talks about that there should be force lines. Mm-hmm. But... But before before you yes. go on to force lines, Sorry. because I before you go on to force lines, though, I think this might be a, a decent bit to talk about the um, the primitivism. What do you make of that? Oh, what I mean, the I, impressionistic if, versus futuristic? Well, for example, they 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 talk about their their primitivism that they're I, I guess espousing now. So we are sure henceforth henceforward to uh, uh, we are sure henceforward of realizing conceptions of the highest importance and most unquestionable originality. Others will follow who, with equal daring and determination, will conquer those summits of which we can only catch a glimpse. That is why we have proclaimed ourselves to be the primitives of a completely renovated sensitiveness. Okay, yes, I see where you are. So again, this is uh, uh, that notion from the very first, the foundational manifesto, where it says, oh yes, in 10 years' time, they'll find us. And another, and another. Oh yes, sorry, Karen. We thus reply to the coarse and simplistic curiosity which surrounds us by the brutally realistic aspects of our primitivism. I think think it goes back to exactly what you were saying. Mm. Um, The the question is... I think they're 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 talking about primitivism um, because they also talk a little bit about minimalism throughout this 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 um, this manifesto as it relates to artistic style to kind of trying to take away in the way that impressionism takes away from say I don't know a classical painting um, to leave you with impressions mm. here too they have a, a sort of stripping of different parts of form. 
but they get to a type of primitivism which is very different from, say, Impressionism. Right? See, I think that they don't actually consistently use these terms. Mm. You, uh, you think they mean it in, in the other, like, yeah, primitivism backwards? Yeah, so the primitives backwards? of a completely renovated sensitiveness, I mm -hmm. think they mean that we are the trailblazers, we're the sure. early pioneers of this renovated sensitiveness, and that is um, because... Uh, well, actually, we'll mm -hmm. better get to that later. But the, actually, I'll give this one phrase. He says, we thus arrive at what we call the painting of states of mind. Mm -hmm. So there is this strange objectivity and yet a new kind of subjectivity that gets tied into it. And it's that sensitiveness. It, you have to be part of the action. Mm -hmm. you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be passive in it um, uh, or, or merely sort of an observer. You are brought into the action. Uh, and he, he actually quotes this. Uh, there's a quote for him uh, for this. Yeah, so uh, here, here there's not a bad one. Uh, it's not the one that I was exactly looking for, but um, uh, in order to make the spectator live in the centre of the picture, as we express it in our manifesto, the picture must be the synthesis of what one remembers and of what one sees. Now, this is, mm. he's not an analytic thinker exactly, so we have to take everything he says with a little bit of a pinch of salt and, and try to iron out creases for him. But he is very clear that he wants to capture this uh, kind of inherent energy that defines objects, but also seems to lie between them. And he talks about that as like sounds. These are vibrating waves. Mm -hmm. And that's when he starts to talk about force lines, which are these uh, depict motion. But he seems to think that everything is inherently moving. Mm -hmm. And so these, these lines are moving, but he's very, he goes further. This is why he starts to talk about this transcendentalism. And this is where it gets... So I'll, I'll read this whole bit out. These force lines must encircle and involve the spectator so that he will, in a manner, be forced to struggle himself with the persons in the picture. So you are very literally brought in. Sure. All objects in accordance with what the painter Boccioni happily terms physical transcendentalism tend to the infinite by their force lines, the continuity of which is measured by our intuition. Mm. So the spectator has these finite things because these uh, force lines will only ever, uh, you know, take up a certain amount of space. But he seems to think that there's, there's a profound moment where actually when you see them, you see the motion Mm -hmm. It's not a typical Newtonianism where, okay, if you could imagine this just moving on forever, if it was in a vacuum, it's perpetual mm -hmm. motion. It's not just that. It's not just being able to imagine like, um, like Laplace's demons. Everything in the universe will just follow from A to B to C to D. Mm -hmm. It's that somehow our imagination will actually tie this thing together. And, it seemed, and this is one of the big moments, I think, for this manifesto, is that he seems to want to say that we, we move beyond ourselves um, uh, yes and, and bring in an emotional <coughs> feeling so it's not even that we just from a purely physicalist standpoint complete an image no no no, no it has to also be emotional uh, completely completely emotional completely emotional um, it, it's sort of what they mean by, by a sensation um, they don't exclusively mean it to be uh, to be limited to to I guess something perceptual. For example, um, it's usual to consider the human being in its different aspects of motion or stillness, of joyous excitement or grave melancholy. All of these things for him are, are, are there in, in anything, in an mm. object, in a person, yep. in a painting. And I guess there's, there's a, kind of, a kind of metaphysical synesthesia, no, almost? Like... Objects yes. themselves are happy or sad, which he says in the very next line. 
yeah. or can be portrayed as such. You know, what's overlooked is that all inanimate objects display by their lines calmness or frenzy, sadness or gaiety. Yeah, Th- no, that, that's that's a fantastic one. Yeah, he does is, give lots of examples, yeah. uh, and and it's strange. What is he painting here? Mm-hmm. It's not quite clear. Um, because uh, there's another part where he seems to take on this, uh, you know, inspired by the Cubists. Uh, he says, you know, let us again explain by examples. In painting a person on a balcony, seen from inside the room, we do not limit the scene to what the square frame of the window renders. Mm. Uh, oh, renders yeah, visible, exactly. I, I, but we try to render the sum total of visual sensations. See, in an earlier lull, I was looking for this, this quote. This is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 visual sensations, which the person on the balcony has experienced. So we're not only getting the perspective of the person, of this, you know, whoever, this, the artist mm-hmm. or this other kind of person, looking at the person who's beyond the balcony. We're also experiencing what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, which can be the visual sensations which the person on the balcony has experienced, the sun-bathed throng in the street, the double row of houses which stretch to right and left, the, uh, the beflowered balconies. This implies the simultaneousness of the ambient and therefore the dislocation and dismemberment of objects, the scattering fu- and fusion of details freed from accepted logic and independent from one another. Yeah, I, I think Hume, I guess, would be very happy with this, with this style of painting, you know, because... In a way, we can't but see the world tainted with our emotions. Um, you know, everything we see, we take in. Everything we see, no matter how you know objective it might be, see, I think, but is still kind of suffused with with emotion, with feeling. There is the feeling type, yeah. but, I, but the, 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 I think the structure is more Kantian just because of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like a Copernican uh, affair that he's got going on here where the viewer has to complete it. But this idea of like, oh, we're also well, seeing the viewer, the, the viewer on the balcony. Well, no, exactly. That what, is but I mean, it's cubist. Well, it's cubist, the but... perspective. It's the omni-perspective. The multi-perspective. But, but he includes in perspective sensation. Yeah. Which, which is, I think, the part, part that is that, that, that is kind of human. That he is like, that we kind of paint the world with with what we're feeling. So, yeah, this is... And how we perceive it. I think also, yes. I want to tie yeah, force think. lines into this. Okay. Um, because you can notice here that... So, we know that force lines are... Um, these, these uh, the, the, the lines that make up a futurist painting... They can always, they're usually fairly easy to see, difficult to describe, mm. podcasts being a visual medium. Um, <laughs> Maybe I can help a little bit. Sure. They seem to uh, uh, not only delineate an object and define an object, but they also define motion. Mm-hmm. And you so go. you'll see these things and it's kind of like, a lot of the time they'll try to capture things in motion, but all futurist paintings are sort of happening not at a single moment. But at many. But at many, many that's at why yeah. there's always going to be like, even if you see one thing, it may be a little bit fuzzy mm-hmm. and seem to have some sort of directionality to it. Um, like the famous dog. Or, yes, you know. like, the, like the dog. Um, uh, the, or the, the, the city rises uh, with that kind of bull figure. Yeah. Um, uh, that seems to be like... They say that a horse doesn't have two legs but 20. Yeah, you know? which they quote in this. They actually quote in So the force lines, though, another mm. usage of, of force lines here is... They are also... Kind of forces, but but say like social ones. So when they talk about when they're talking about, I, I think it's the funeral of the anarchist Gali. Mm. I think that's the painting they're talking about here. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about a throng of people, and they're talking about those force lines 
very literally, as in literal forces. In in they're kind of equivocating between yeah. between these uses of force line, and I think I think it has a bit to do with with their holistic version of sensation. That they're not just talking about like they're not limiting themselves in these paintings to a mere the mere academic exercise of taking a picture of the world, whatever that might be. It's taking this like complete picture of a thing. Like it's a it's a very broad feeling of a of an explanation. I don't know if that made sense. No, 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 no. I think it does. I mm-hmm. think I, I think I'm uh, yeah. I can see where you're trying to lead that. It, I I agree. Mm-hmm. Because he he does think these forces, and this ties in with that raw energy. He mm-hmm. doesn't mention it explicitly here, but everything does have that. Um, I'm going to borrow another term, uh, this time from Spinoza, the canatus, where everything sort of has to uh, uh, restate itself mm-hmm. and do as it does. And in this case, uh, the inanimate things, I was talking about them as Newtonian, but he seems to go a bit beyond that because he thinks that our looking at it, actually we can almost sort of see it go beyond and how it would carry on infinitely in a mathematical space. But then also that ties in with a kind of aesthetic, emotional uh, effect. Mm -hmm. But it it is strange there. And... So what I what I meant specifically, um, okay, or what I was drawing from is 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 here. If we paint the phrases of a riot, the phases of a riot, the crowd bustling with uplifted fists and the noisy onslaughts of cavalry are translated upon the canvas in sheaves of lines corresponding with all the conflicting forces following the general law of violence of the picture. These force lines must encircle and involve the spectator so that he will, in a manner be forced to struggle himself with the persons in the picture. Mm. So that's what I mean by, by talking about force lines. Yeah. In it's their not, full meaning. It's it's not just a, I guess, visual guide, kind of. But it's as, a snap and the punching, punching fist. Yeah, These it's, are forces. Exactly. It's, it's, it's vi- they're meant to be violent. Yeah. Like, uh, really well, violent. Even someone yeah. like Sam Poir would later mm-hmm. on try to argue for a particular branch of futurism that has even lust tied in as one of these forces. And I think that's, that's one of the... Um, the weird metaphysical steps that futurism takes, at least at least here, mm. all of these lines are violent. And the painters seem to understand that, that that's the domain they're working in, that you are working with lines of violence and this one is perfumes that smell... No, it's not, but, but I mean, I guess a, a kind of... A kind of thematic synesthesia is, mm. is going on where you don't have the same type of divisions I don't know a philosopher or a scientist or whatever would like to work with I mean they're they're working with image and they're working with meaning on 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 a very in a very similar level I think yeah yeah see what I mean but with it? Uh, no I see exactly sure. I see exactly I think I think that's right and I think this is a, a, a neat place to tie it together in terms of like, so you've, you've got these different ideas here that introduced, these weren't in the earlier mm. uh, uh, painters' manifestos. You didn't have these, you know, uh, strong descriptions of force lines or of how an individual is meant to be tied in to the, to the picture. And, you know, this idea of how motion is so uh, 
I won't say clearly defined, uh, but you know, you you get a lot a sense of the depth of it, mm-hmm. where um, these these force lines, they're not only uh, uh, these Newtonian movements, they they're also not complete until the viewer themselves actually does it, and that's why there's this physical transit that stretches to the infinite. But it's also these other. Uh, uh, energies going on there which can be things like violence and perhaps we've then said like like last mm-hmm. so you get this wonderful detail and then you've also got um, uh, just to give us a, also a brief summary the uh, the best way for a, a viewer to look at this exhibition to look at these works of art is not to know this stuff mm-hmm. but to just sort of surrender and go at it naively they would much rather that you forget sure the entirety of art history and just sort of go there. I won't say uh, you know with with charity in your heart, but just sort of just sort of surrender to it. Just sort of take if they've done their job well, it should work. They, they'd want surrender, not charity. Anymore. Yeah, and this is why I find it so strange. But I'd love to bring in uh, just two more things because I think uh, at the beginning, as I said, the it anticipates these objections. Um, it says you know, uh, yeah, in one sense. We are similar to post-impressionists, synthesists, and the Cubists of France. But we are fundamentally different. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Uh, Because uh, they say that, yeah, whilst they've done, you know, uh, academicism, and they've separated from that, just to quote it, they obstinately continue to paint objects motionless, frozen, and all the static aspects of nature. They worship the traditionalism of Poussin, of Ingres, etc., etc., aging and petrifying their art with an obstinate attachment to the past, which to our eyes remains totally incomprehensible. We, on the contrary, with points of view pertaining essentially to the future, seek for a style of motion, a thing which has never been attempted before us. I'm willing to grant them this idea of motion has never been strongly attempted, but... This idea of the four signs, which seems mm-hmm. to be really interesting, you know, this idea that you've got a finite thing, but it points beyond itself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I think that this fails fundamentally, that the whole notion of the sublime in like romantic art and earlier than mm-hmm. that, arguably a, a most religious art. Aims at that as well. Yeah. Any, I, you know, for Christians, any no, or anyone who has an understanding of Christianity they know that there is a sense of there is a human being dying here, and yet also it's meant to be something of the divine essence is also dying. Surely that points beyond itself. Or anyone who sees an image of uh, or reads that section of the Bhagavad Gita where uh, Krishna shows himself in this kind of uh, godly form, much like um, how Zeus does with mm-hmm. Semele, and in that story she gets like uh, incinerated. And do you think they're all pointing to the same thing? It's that idea of pointing to something that is beyond what is shown, mm-hmm. that you can't quite capture. It points beyond itself. Um, and I think that's what, you know, that's one of the most interesting things of what he has to say with this. Okay, these four signs, they actually go on forever and you're brought into mm-hmm. that. But it's only done for motion. Whereas for these other things, it's it existed way before that, and arguably the sublime is a little bit more of an exciting idea. You know mm-hmm. that awe and terror and, and shock and love and joy all tied into one. Whereas here, okay, it's very nineteenth century, mm-hmm. but today it's I don't think it has that same oomph that as it did for him. Yeah, sure. that, you know, no, it that, well, that's why we're so different. 
But today it's now a bit lame. It doesn't seem like a qualitative difference anymore. That's it just a, seemed like another step yeah. that had been done before. And do you, do you think uh, uh, the hinting at the uh, sublime religiously is a bit lame too now? Uh, now that we've obviously transcended all of that. Now. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. On, no, that, no, no. on that note, no, yeah. I suspect uh, it has a new life. Yeah. For those, I suspect that there is a new life. I do agree with something he says here, uh, which is that uh, while we repudiate Impressionism, we emphatically condemn the present reaction, which in order to kill Impressionism, brings back painting to old academic Yeah, that, forms. so that's what I wanted you to have, ask you yeah, about right now. So what, 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 do you think? what do you think about that? I mean, uh, to bring it sure, back. sure, Impressionism, but, but you, know, you can be broader than that. I mean, to, to, to the artist today that is... I don't know, viciously fighting against... I, I, I don't know what, what the trend contemporary is Contemporary art. Yeah, sure. Some In particular, contemporary sculpture. Let's say contemporary sculpture. Sure. Which I especially hate. You do? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I I, interesting. I, I, I like, like who? Like who? I don't want to name names. Uh, listeners, to, listeners no, no, no. you should know that uh, Thomas is a big, big fan of Damien Hirst, which is... I do like Damien Hirst. Which is a, a serious strain on our friendship and professional hey, relationship. I like, I like the anatomy of an angel. Nothing yeah. wrong with the anatomy of the angel. <laughs> but, no... Uh, but so, who, who, uh, which contemporary okay, sculpture do you I'm not uh, going to name anything. I'm just going to say anything that you see at Art Basel... Okay. That's <laughs> a, diabolical. Fair, fair enough. Okay. It's diabolical. Um, what are you doing there? Sorry. <laughs> When sure. are we getting tickets? No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Um, oh God! I, I, so I really you, should, you really, you really should see his face. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really turned. He feels looks ill now. But no, uh, it, but yeah, the what, idea what you, that bringing them back, I think you can synthesize new, the new with the old. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as just going, okay, we're going to start writing in an old style again. I mean, there's, there's also, I think, something maybe dishonest about saying what you're doing now is totally new oh. when it it, ne- it never is it, it, it's just impossible to do anything completely new um so yeah of course you have to you have to you know do something in the past but if you know you want to repudiate what came immediately before you i guess you have to go back a little bit to find to find something you like it might not be entirely a conscious experience but i'm sure it'll happen Sorry. Uh, uh, I'm going to just show Ariel a a particular work of a sculpture that I especially hate. Don't read it out. That's terrible. You've seen this. Well, I I have now. You've not not seen this? No, I never saw it. Yeah, he's one of the top ten. So I'm I'm just going to say who it is. No. (laughs) Thomas um, despises Ai Weiwei. I don't like his sunflower seeds. Mm -hmm. Despite Ai Weiwei, I think probably because Thomas is a staunch supporter of the Chinese Communist Party, but <laughs> you never he get actually to admit comes it. to a long line of <laughs> yeah, a long line of supporters of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, there's his great grandfather murdered Chiang Kai-shek. It's <laughs> it's something. Oh my gosh! But yeah, he does give some uh, some additional because there's one bit that I really want to get to. So uh, we'll just quickly say. Mm-hmm. He gives some few, uh, uh, Boccioni gives, and the others, sorry, let's not only give it to him, uh, gives a few examples, one of which is, uh, we see no difference between one of those nude figures commonly called artistic and an anatomical plate. 
Which is interesting. Okay,、mm-hmm. so that's that, you really need to have the motion, even very eloquent uh, and uh, uh, attractive. But this is this is not what art is meant to be.、Um, uh, and I think it's so important to just realize that motion is the key thing here. Um, uh, but uh, and that subject. Is not good. That's why they hate that. That's why they dislike these impressionists and others. That they're saying, no, 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 we're even fundamentally separate to them. But it's it is、uh, when he says which, a bit that is not actually clear when you first read it.、Uh, mm-hmm. uh, is it indisputable that several of the aesthetic declarations of our French comrades display a sort of masked academicism? So、this is where he's starting to predict the、uh, uh, uh, the, uh, the criticism. Right. Is it not indeed a return to the academy to declare that the subject in painting is of perfectly insignificant value, which is what he precisely does?、Mm-hmm. Uh, we declare, on the contrary, that there can be no modern painting without the starting point of an absolutely modern sensation. Yes. And、yeah. none can contradict us when we say that painting and sensation are two inseparable words. If our paintings are futurist, it is because they are the result of absolutely futurist conceptions—ethical,、uh, aesthetic, political, and social.、Uh, to paint from the posing model is absurdity, etc., etc.、Uh, it carries on, and to, to lend an allegorical significance to any ordinary nude figure, deriving the meaning of the picture from the objects held in the model—you、uh, know, think of like a, a skull representing,、uh, you know,、sure. death. All of this, he says, is、yeah. that traditional academic mentality. So, why are they different? What is the argument? I think it's a very weird argument between between what and what. So why why don't why isn't uh, uh, Boccioni and the few uh, uh, and the futurists more generally uh, 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 open to this attack, this charge that this is itself a mass academicism?、Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're saying,、mm-hmm. oh, there should be no, you know, the 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 subject is of insignificant value. Surely that itself is a kind of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, theoretical charge. I guess I guess what they would try and counter is with their their preference for the viewer taking this in immediately, for immediacy, for、um, really not thinking about it all that much.、Um, that they they mean to represent this distinctly modern sensation. In one go. Dist- okay, distinctly modern sensation. I think it is. I think it's. I think that's it. Because I read that bit several but, yeah, times. Yeah, but se- sen- sensation、it. also.、Mm. Distinctly modern sensation. I yeah, think that's. I think. I think those are the key. See, because I, I, I would go、yeah. further and say, and none can contradict us when we state that painting and sensation are two inseparable words. I th- whilst they don't say that. They don't say the word art.、Mm-hmm. I actually think that the way that they attempt to evade this charge is by actually saying that there is really no art prior to us. Everything that was prior is something else.、Hmm. So uh, uh, I have a little well, note yeah, here. Well, yeah, yeah. As I read it, it implies that there has been no true art before, and that's how they escape these charges. That it's a qualitative difference. It's a, it's of a different kind. True art seems to be about the medium and the sensitive. So painting and sensation. This, I think, we can take、uh, to be more general, not just about visual art, but you know, the music, sure, and about the poetry and about and the literature. Perhaps the theater. Let's see. Yeah. yeah, and arguably even the art form of the manifesto itself.、Mm-hmm. Hmm. That uh, uh, that really, all of this. St- why are we fundamentally different? It's、Action. because 
it's because actually, why aren't we susceptible? It's because there, that is a, almost a different kind of art. It's a sure. different, this is a pseudo art. Uh, this is what I think you can formulate from this because it's not an obvious argument. It does. It's, you'd probably almost go, it's invalid. It doesn't work. He hasn't got the. He hasn't got the steps here to really make so, it work. So why? Why? It, it, how is there art? How is there art? Okay. So. Uh, um, so he predicts the thing. So they're going like, okay, fine. You could charge us with why you know surely with it's academicism, similar, academicism uh, to just say oh yeah there should be this, the subject isn't important mm-hmm. they say no 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 we declare on the contrary that no modern painting without the starting point of an absolutely modern sensation uh, and none can contradict us when that there can be no modern painting without the starting point of an absolutely modern sensation that that is the section that's the phrase that modern painting and more generally modern art sure uh, uh, has to begin with modern sensation. And so it's a fundamentally different exercise because our objective is this modern sensation. And as that opposed is to, say, to right, art, as, as opposed you, to, I guess, this other allegorical. Whatever that stuff whatever is, that yeah. Is. yeah. That that's something else. And mm. that we're going to get around it and that none can contradict us when we say that painting and sensation are inseparable words. And so that's to say that, fine, we do sensation. That is to say, we do painting, mm-hmm. therefore, no one else. This is an exclusive category. There has been, because none of these guys have been open to sensation, theirs isn't painting. True. It's something else. And I think that's, you have to sort of drag it out. There's some of that in there. Yeah. Do you not think? I think that so. That is like this, so. this and weird step that he has here. It almost doesn't look like he foresees it, but because it's sort of smuggled in. And, and so I guess, I guess. Yeah, I think you're, I think I think you're right. No, I think that's, that's one, yeah. really the, some of the, the important stuff here. This is why this and is I, actually a really great. It is one. a very good one, and and I guess I guess then really almost to, to wrap up, I just have a, a tiny question for you. Okay, really. um, what are your thoughts on uh, on on art and representation, Thomas? Do you think do you think art has to represent things? Oh goodness! To be artistic, are we going back to in, Plato? In, uh, no, Aristotle? but obviously in this in this in this context. Uh, no, I don't. It doesn't correspond, <laughs> for them. It doesn't correspond to reality. It, Art. It is itself yeah. a reality. Mm-hmm. It is itself a, a reality, and we, I think we saw this in the first manifesto. They don't agree with the distinction between like the poet and the person behind the wheel of a car mm-hmm. and that it's brought together. And I think that, that, you know, their art has to be, and it would make sense as well if they define art in terms of sensation, uh, mm-hmm. where it's this kind of felt, but also uh, uh, not just emotional, but also mental uh, and, and, you know, experience. Emotive thing. experience. Yeah. That you're brought into it. It would make sense because then, you know, the, the line is even blurred even further. But I, sorry, because what, what you were saying, what you were saying, sounded yeah. like 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 they were almost re- redefining art away from from a purely that like if it is a kind of representation, it has to be a sort of much bigger kind of representation that mm. has to represent a lot more of the subjective and how it relates to the outside world as opposed to merely an image or a shape. Yeah, which they seem to be distinguishing th- themselves against a simple shape or, or even a meaning, a simple meaning, like that conveyed through an allegory. I don't know, the classic fly, you know, that you find on a Renaissance portrait or, or the, the, the vanity or 
so on. It's it's a strange one because it, it makes you think about how you view time. Do you accept of a single instance of time ever? They always want to depict things, it seems very clearly from this, in motion. Mm-hmm. It should never be a static shot. And more than that, it seems that they don't even believe in the existence of a static shot. Not really. Mm-hmm. They don't think that it's real. So is that copying reality in a more truthful sense? And you, you, know, you read certain articles about futurism and its influences and people then go, oh, well, there are various scientific advancements sure. that they, they'll talk about relativity not long after and suddenly be talking about, oh, you know, if you're at the beginning of a train and there's two bits of lightning at either, either end, yeah, one ahead of you, exactly, yeah. and that there's no single moment. I don't think that that's where it is quite there. I think they have just got a passion for, for motion yeah. more generally. I don't think it's there yet. I don't think they've got that. It's one of these moments where almost the... Because uh, you've got some beautiful passages here about, like, you know, it should move beyond itself. But you look at the paintings... And you don't feel it, or at least I don't. I feel, I feel, I definitely, you feel, feel emotion. Yeah, but I don't emotion. get that notion of the sublime. No. It's almost like the, you know, the concept, uh, these, the theories now seems to outstru- uh, out, uh, outrun mm-hmm. their artistic abilities. Yeah. They seem to have yeah. something grander in mind, but they can't actually quite realize it in any paintings. So, okay, I can look at them and try to surrender myself and feel it and sort of feel something. Then I read this and then I look at a, a painting again and then I go, okay, well, I'm getting the force lines in that and I'm starting mm-hmm. to analyze it. Am I actually feeling this, you know, this mathematical infinity and that I'm, I'm not so sure. But if you put Thomas in front of the Sixteen Chapel, oh, oh, he melts. Yeah, I I was watching some stuff about that. Uh, That's for another time. Uh, I'd like to just can I just give one more thing? Yes, please please do. Just a summary because uh, this is actually uh, uh, one of the other reasons to read this manifesto is because it gives some great uh, critical insight into what impressionism was doing versus what they are doing. And so I'm going to read out two little bits. Uh, uh, Furthermore, every object influences its neighbor, not by reflections of light. So here they're talking about uh, 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 impressionistic primitivism, which he calls, versus futurist uh, uh, primitivism. So uh, impressionistic uh, primitivism is every object influences its neighbor not by reflections of light as with the impressionistic but by the real competition of lines and by real conflicts of planes following the emotional law which governs the picture Mm. so here you get that sense of the mathematical and the physical dimensions also blending with the emotional which he calls the futurist primitivism and that impressionistic primitivism is that things do influence each other but it's only in terms of light so I think you could read this manifesto and then gain some new insight when looking at, say, some of the work by Surat. Uh, but I, I think that's also a great little summary of, like, a, you know, what is, what is futuristic primitivism? What is the, the heart of uh, looking at a futurist painting? It is uh, a real competition of lines and real mm-hmm. conflicts of planes following the emotional law which governs the picture. What do you think? Ties together the mathematical Newtonian reality with an emotional one. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, and they they just bring it up again at the end, you know, with the summaries. We looked, you know, why aren't they impressionists? It's because our interest is in volumes 
um, uh, uh, as opposed to the liquefaction of objects yeah, favoured li- by the vision of impression- impressionists, so that these solid objects are, are made into liquid. And and of course, there's there's something else. I think impressionist images are placid. I mean, they are the least violent. I, I don't think I could think of something less violent than impressionism. I mean, think think of of the water lilies. I could yeah. not think of or. or of the stacks of hay, I could not think of anything less modern. And I don't know. A lot of it is quite modern, though. You do find well, it certain is, paintings but, but very, that have it's like very a, gentle and soft. And they're, they're related American impressionist painters mm-hmm. uh, who paint in that style quite a bit later. Well, they're happening around this time. Those, those aren't. Those aren't. But they American paint trains. But those aren't. No. Those, and those what aren't, about the cityscapes those of aren't impressionism? impressionism. Those, those, those don't count. Hold on, I'll look up a, a name. Uh, well, the the cityscapes, but they're 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 really not violent. There's no violence in there, which I think is at least thematically essential for the futurists. That's true. So the, uh, the Boulevard Montmartre. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not. It's not it's very a, violent. It's a lovely, lovely, warm, soft city view. But I do wonder if, you know, you, if you were reading, say, Baudelaire mm-hmm. or Rimbaud, who are constantly talking about the city, but, in a, you know, it's always quite sickly. Yes. And then looking at this. And this is one of the reasons that they didn't like the impression is that, that oh, uh, besides thinking so, that they so weren't one, finished, one person, these were impressions. One person, one person who, who, I, who I would think is, is, yeah. is closer would be like someone like Toulouse-Lautrec, right, who... who loves noctambulism and mm. these sickly environments. But yeah, that's These symbolist closer. painters as well. Yeah, but but no, but they well so, sort of decadent. Yeah, I decadent. think their 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 affinity with impressionism is more technical than it is anything else. Thematically I think it's completely different. Mm. There's there's nothing even they're, they're totally different. They come from completely different places. Um they might look a bit similar, but they've got nothing to do with one another. It's, I think, closer to Cubism yeah, than in a lot of ways. And Cubism yeah. as well, by the way. I just want to also mention that I was looking at some more Cubist works, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, with all of the knowledge of you know, learning mm-hmm. what the theory is behind it and this kind of multi-perspective and actually trying to depict simultan- uh, simultaneity, I then look at the, the images again and then think, do I see that? And even, like, uh, you know, uh, when Picasso and Brack start uh, producing some of these work, you've got Gertrude Stein looking in and going, like, ooh, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start to sort of pander. And so they start to put in, like, a, a recognisable face, like a bridge of a nose and things like that, instead of just tr- going full out, sure. like, uh, sort of crazy. I again feel like the ideas start to outstrip the talent, which for something like Cubism, I think, is especially... Uh, uh, Simple wow. people over blasphemy. This is brutal. Thomas is. I, am, I mean, I, think, I mean, so. think I about it. it. Think about it. This man has been sitting here defending Damien Hirst and chastising Picasso. Wow. Do you know what? And I do it again. <laughs> I do it again. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess what you mean is that Damien Hirst's uh, abilities definitely uh, are within his grasp. Yeah. And you know what, Thomas? I can agree. Yeah, no, I, I, no Damien Hirst, I think, is different to, to many of those other... Yeah, he's worse. And on that no, note... No. And on that note... Bold, would you like to give a little summary, like, in, in terms of, uh, of uh, like, what do you... Why would someone read this? 
Why would someone read exhibitors to the uh, to the public? I think I think if you want to read a futurist manifesto about painting, read mm. this one. Far far and above all the others. Yeah. Um, the other ones, although interesting, and they they might give you a little bit more um, specific. A, a slightly more specific past to who influenced them, like mm. the the um, divisionism, the, the divisionist, yeah. exactly all these these different people, um, Segantini and so on. This one is is a lot more specific, and it, I guess I guess it does the motion is so out, forward and bring. Yeah. Don't you think that this is the brings best out one the motion and brings out it brings yeah. out their ideas? I think this is the best one so far. For yeah. Painters. Who knew that, that you know that yeah. the, the person behind is so important? Uh, uh, and you get really brilliant explanations of the states of mind triptych. Yes. Know, yes. Really which funny. we didn't mention, but you know, uh, we, we did. We read out chunks of it. We read out chunks of it. But yeah, yeah. 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 But no, it's, really it's, wonderful. it's it's a great mm-hmm. one and uh, a very interesting one, and I think also useful for people who are looking at how to analyze previous works and it's not yeah bad. and and i guess how to it's it's good to read to start thinking about how one should go see art and paintings mm. how how should we see it and should you go in with a, this analytical frame of mind or should you go see it just just fresh see if yeah. i want to be totally charitable to this because after all of that great uh, theoretical explanation and exposition, he then ended up going, well, actually, the people who come and see it, you don't need to know any of this, really. Yeah. You just need to come, you know, forget everything that you knew. I have just to say, it. I kind Why of does he that. write yeah. it? Hmm? Why does he write it? Unless, unless you think he's lying, or if you're wanting to be charitable, that the manifesto itself is an example of... Art and sensation. This uh, this art and sensation coming together. That reading it itself. This is actually a different experience. This is not really to do with uh, the art. Um, it's not going to help you to look. I at think. It. I think the reason the reason they wrote it is, is a bit why I what I um one of the things that I what what I read out that mm. people don't come in to seeing a, an art exhibition um, in the same way. Everyone has very different expectations and especially audiences maybe at the time. Mm. So part of me, if I went to an exhibition now and I read something like this, I would be upset um, probably and I would probably dislike the exhibition specifically because I was told how to see it. Mm. I don't know if that speaks, says more about me than it does about, about the text. But yeah. But yeah. And so we end there. On that strange note. I know. It's, we've been a bit shorter this time. We could go on. Believe me, we really could. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we will be back with some more work. We, Art of Noises will be coming at some point uh, in the coming weeks when Aaron is back. Until then, we've got lots to tide us over with. There's more plastic dinos and there's lots of more painting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it develops. There's sculpture. There's sculpture. But we are, we are coming to the end of futurism. We are coming to the end, of futurism, to the end of futurism. And uh, at that point, we'll be looking at... Uh, uh, perhaps the vortices first mm-hmm. or you know we, we, we've yet to decide exactly how to structure that we have uh, socials mm-hmm. Instagram follow us on Instagram at at the manifest image podcast it will be in the description we also have a Kofi page again you support if you yeah. want to support us also in the description at some point we will be uploading if it hasn't already been uploaded some bonus content mm-hmm. which I think we've saved up from nearly a year ago now <laughs> some bonus content yeah 
um, so at some point. But until then, thank you very much. Thank you.